With us today is former Governor David Patterson of New York. And let's see what the governor has to say and catch up. Uh, governor, it's a, a week after the election, or more than a week now, two weeks almost. And it's four days till, till Thanksgiving. Are you recovered? Tell us what's going on. Oh, John, I'm just bored. Uh, I turn on the television and they have these bland health care commercials. I want my, you know, cut them up, chop them up, destroy everybody's reputation, political commercials on. I feel better when they're on. No, I'm, 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 I was recovered the minute I woke up in the morning didn't have to hear them anymore. I was scratching my head a lot, and uh, I'm having a bald spot. <laughs> well, John, there were two interesting uh, political situations that occurred this, this week. Uh, the first one is that Democrats in New York, as only we can, can find a way to have a fight even when we've won. And the fight was that 1,178 people signed a petition to remove Jay Jacobs as the chair of the New York State uh, Party. And now as a former chair, what I would say is that that's uh, usually the outcome when the uh, party loses. But the party won. Uh, insurgent candidate Lee Zeldin performed very well, came very close. But... Um, it's not horseshoes. The Democrats won. I'm not exactly sure, but I think that the problem that a lot of the members had with Jacobs is they didn't think he put enough into saving uh, the number of seats that we lost in New York, which actually made New York the state that is responsible for the House changing from um, Democrat to Republican. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And then, of course, the major event that occurred on Thursday is that uh, Nancy Pelosi is stepping down as the um, uh, Speaker of the House. And I thought that was a good decision on, on many fronts. First of all, both she and her husband are 82 years old. Obviously, he barely survived an attack at his home, a home invasion, and is going to need uh, time to recover. And this will give her the chance to be there with him. I became minority leader of the New York State Senate at the same time that uh, she became the, the minority leader of the House. And I got to know her very well, got to know the whole family. She even invited me to her daughter's wedding back in 2008. Overall, <clears throat> she was a very strong leader, very much middle of the road until the end when the House was so predominantly uh, left of center that it put her in some difficult positions, but uh, that was certainly a significant and I think a very thoughtful uh, move on her part to step aside and let new leadership try to reverse problems the Democratic Party are having all over the country where we're kind of on the wrong side of too many issues. The Republicans barely had a red wave. Democrats held the Senate uh, to what they had just about. I mean, we still have a, a race uh, not settled yet. Uh, how do you see the red wave uh, going away? I was actually surprised, as you know, uh, on the Cats at Night show, when I'm on Thursdays and Fridays, I had really been expecting that Larry Kudlow would be right and the cavalry would come and I would probably be locked up somewhere by now. But uh, for some reason, it, it didn't happen. And I think, I, I really don't know why that is. Um, I thought that the the message of the Republican Party, I mean, they're my adversaries, but I thought that message was good. Uh, some of the problems we've had with inflation, 
um, we're no longer energy independent as we were a couple of years ago. And we've got uh, problems at the border and people uh, sending migrants all over the country in buses. Uh, I thought that would really clear the way for a pretty decisive victory, as was the case when Bill Clinton was president in 1994 and Barack Obama was president in 2010. But it didn't actually go that way. Um, and it, you know, clears the way now for uh, an opportunity for our current president to maybe uh, exercise some of the same judgment that Clinton and Obama did in years past and perhaps uh, reverse some of his decisions, which would perhaps uh, save his presidency for the four years after 2024. But I'm not exactly sure if that's going to happen. Remember, um, President Trump, after the Democrats took some huge victories in 2018, he wasn't able to really reverse some of the problems that people in suburbia were having with government entirely and um, lost in 2020. We talked about the nation, the state. Are people ever going to feel safe in New York City? Some of the ideas that were implemented by Commissioner Bill Bratton in 1995 when he came in with Giuliani and previously the 6,000 police officers were secured in the Safe Street, Safe Cities Act passed by the New York legislature and then advocated for by Mayor Dinkins and uh, Commissioner Kelly when they went to Washington that if they just employed those exact same patterns, uh, you could probably um, reduce crime pretty significantly. Now, we have a crime wave that's similar to crime waves all around the country after the pandemic when too many people were left alone for too long a period of time. And uh, although I was an advocate for shutting places down to try to save lives, uh, certainly I thought we held those policies a little too long. And that, you know, when young people don't have uh, a basketball court to go to or uh, a PAL uh, meeting to go to or other places, uh, they don't wind up going to the library. They wind up in gangs or engaging in antisocial activities. And, and it's manifest in this particular situation. The other thing I think is feeding the crime wave that's a little different than what uh, Dinkins and inevitably Giuliani faced was the uh, mental health cases, the number of people walking the streets who have really should be in institutions. And uh, too many of those old movies that showed the abuses in mental health facilities contributed to this deinstitutionalization. And now we don't have the resources to hold them. A lot of times they wind up in places like Rikers Island, which would be the worst place for them to ever be. we got to do something with the mental health uh, cases in the streets of New York. The veterans uh, are still committing suicide in the streets of New York. Uh, the violent criminals in the, in, in the streets of New York. I'm surprised that the Democrats uh, got 70% of the vote in the five boroughs. How, how do you see that? Well, I think that one of the uh, issues with, uh, uh, with Congressman Zeldin, though he did raise the crime issue, and I think the crime issue got him into the game, when he got into the game, he didn't expand as a candidate and, and start to talk about some of the other problems we're having in the city, some of which you just mentioned. And even in his home area of Long Island, is a big problem with what is the homelessness among seniors who can't um, pay the taxes on their houses and lose their houses after a lifetime of service as teachers or firefighters or something like that. 
didn't say anything about it. He was a Republican candidate running for governor, didn't say anything about the taxing that goes on in this state. And I think perhaps that he touched on some of the other issues, he might have uh, been able to uh, lower that number. But that's about the same number that uh, New York City residents gave to Eric Adams when he defeated uh, WABC's Curtis Sliwa last year. Curtis had about 28 percent. Sylvan had about 30 percent. So I think that's kind of a solid block. Seventy percent of New Yorkers don't give a damn about crime. No, I think they all give a damn about crime. I think they have conflicting ideas as to how to actually solve the crime. That's what I'm saying. Believe me, the places where crime is hit the hardest are the places who really want uh, law enforcement involvement the most. And although years ago it wasn't quite the case because the law enforcement involvement in minority communities was often very abusive, in this particular time, with the, uh, the changes that have been made by the police department and the people who run the city, I think you would find people in every neighborhood very supportive of crime-fighting uh, techniques at this point. Governor David Patterson, I agree, and it's going to take further discussion, and I'm sure me and you are going to be discussing it for, uh, into the new year. Well, happy Thanksgiving, uh, uh, Thank John, you. and uh, I'll see you next Sunday. Maybe we can squeeze in a few minutes before the holiday ends. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. NYC.